Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie Podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry, as you know, or you should know. And this is the beauty salon segment of the Really Charlie Podcast, where I bring guests on um, and they talk whatever they want to talk about, you know. And then when I say beauty salon, obviously only women can be involved. So, well, let's see. Let's add Stephanie to the screen here. All right, so I got Romina, my dear, Nicole, Stephanie, and Melissa. Please, you know, without any further ado, you guys can strike up the conversation. I'm not going to interrupt you because you all know how women are, right? Oh, hey, Charlie. (laughs) Hello, ladies. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Hello. So, Is there so a the wrong, something, a so, topic? Yeah. A topic? How, how much you all love women, Love men? Some of you might love women. I don't know. It all depends, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it could be anything, you know. It could be uh, how Stephanie made me this T-shirt. I love it. <laughs> Says really Charlie on it. You're welcome. Wait, wait, I got a few more. Oh, Check Stephanie, do you make t-shirts? Steph- do you make t-shirts? Yes, I do. I make t-shirts. I make personalized items. Birthday parties. I decorate. Nice. I got a bottle of water. Thank water you. says really Charlie on it. I got a bag oh, of chips. You have like really because I'm actually looking to get something made. And I, I would do. absolutely prefer to support a woman and a woman of color. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll tag it in below in a little bit. Okay. Excellent. Actually, excellent. let you. me see. Let me do. Let's see here. Um, so. Nicole, how how did you, when did you stop, you know, going to church and corrupting my brother and doing <laughs> bad things like that? 
so actually, I am the good one. It is um, all wrong. You are. All wrong. Your, your brother corrupted me um, because I was the one with the Hispanic parent that I had to be home at a certain time. And then your brother went on with his life. So it's, you have it all wrong. Your, your brother was never in church unless was church at the park. Was he praying at the wall? Because. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it, the church you're talking about? A lot of, the, church, the, the park is a sanctuary. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, the church at the wall. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. Um. Uh, yeah, I definitely corrupted him from that. I totally, totally made him the man he is today. So yes, I will take all the credit for that. Okay. All right. You know. It's okay to pat yourself on the back. Yeah, yeah. I'll take How all the credit. Stephanie, wish it. Um, come February, we'll make thirty years Whoa. since junior high school. Holy! Cow. So yes, I will. I will take that credit. There you go. Yep. Tap tap. <laughs> no, I always. I, I'll. I, I always told him the devil's gonna get you, Malik. The devil's gonna get you. You better behave and look. The devil wears high well, heels. I, oh my goodness! I was just about to say something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, she oh, does. That's it. The devil wears yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she don't discriminate. She wears high heels, sneakers, sandals. She doesn't discriminate. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So, I don't know. What's on your mind today, Stephanie, Romina, Melissa? What's on your mind today? Anything. Is that her website? Could be anything. across the bottom, StephanieCreations.com? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. That's yeah. my website. And I also have a business Facebook page called Stephanie's Creations. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a good I'll host. I'll send you um, this thing that we've been working on at work. Um, called Empower Hour, and we were looking to have like T-shirts made. So I'll send it to you and see if you can make it. Okay, beautiful. Absolutely. So, ladies, what do you do? I am. Well, who wants to go first? God. Well, I'm here in California. I'm originally from New Bedford. I am. I work in retail, and I'm a full-time mom of four. Um, little ones. Obviously, like full time mom. One, 18, 16, and then I'm, the boss is eight years. Okay, the girl. That's a hot. The girl. Yes. Okay. Oh so, yeah. Okay. A little about me. That's it. Go ahead, Nicole. What's up with you? Other than being a, I can't see a body sn body snatcher. <laughs> um, so I do a little bit of everything. I work in the, um, I do case management, but I do case management with HIV and hep C individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, but I work inside of the jails and I also work inside of the detoxes. And on top of that, I also do testing for um STIs and HIV um 
But then I also, I do a whole bunch of things. Like, so I do also like family planning stuff. So I just, Are you I do a Stephen? Um, so I am here sometimes in New Bedford, but I'm in the Plymouth location. I'm in Barnstable County. I'm in Falmouth. I'm in Dedham. In Dedham. I'm in Martha's Vineyard. See, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to branch out. Like I love New Bedford and my people, but I'm trying to like <laughs> get out there. <laughs> yeah. So I initially started here in New Bedford and I just did HIV and I just did HIV case management. And then I took a different position where I just did um, case management inside of the jail. And then I started bridging out where I did like the testing inside of the detoxes in the jail. And then um, with COVID, I really couldn't get inside of the jail. So I started doing other things. So I'm mm -hmm. like inside of it. I do the family planning part. I do the detox part. So I just I'm everywhere. So one day I'll be in the Cape. Like today I was in the Dedham jail um, and then in Plymouth. So I literally went through a rainstorm Damn. to sun, then <laughs> back to rain, then back to sun. So like I was like, I'm literally all over the place. Okay. Yeah. She, I am from New Bedford. Yeah. Okay. She's also a deer hunter. Are you? No, 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 no. Okay. no, I'm not. I well, he says that because I totaled my car in the um, Miles Standish because I work in Plymouth. I drive through Miles Standish, and I have I avoided the deer and crashed into a tree, and I totaled my car. Oh no! When was that? Here I am looking for deers in the back of your like on your walk. And maybe like maybe like um, a year and a half ago, no, maybe two years ago now, because I got a brand new car out of it. So mm -hmm. now I drive through Miles yeah. Standish, beeping my horn like, eh, eh, oh eh, I'm coming. That must have been very scary. Just something comes out and nowhere is whacking you. Mm -hmm. And they're huge, and they don't care. They're I see them all the time. And there's also turkeys all the time. Like they really don't care. They the turkeys come it's at healthy. you like they like. I'm here. Oh. I'm here. <laughs> I me tell you, not too long ago, I had an encounter with a turkey. And this thing went right up to the grill of my car and started gobbling at me. Like, <laughs> yes. Stop laughing. Like, he wouldn't even let me go by. He, then he went on the side of my car and, like, bullied me. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. Was no, it wasn't in New Bedford. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're super aggressive, the turkeys. I'm like, what's wrong with these turkeys? Like. They come at you. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna stop. Just, just go. <laughs> I'm like, don't you know you're gonna be on someone's plate soon? <laughs> yes. Super aggressive. I have a coworker yeah. whose car got pretty, you know, got damaged, you know, pretty well by a bunch of turkeys who just kept pecking at it and like just going at it. I was nervous to that because I had just gotten the car at that, and I'm like, so you know, it was shining. I had washed it, so I think it was like gobbling at its reflection. But I was yeah. still fighting. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. I was to take off because all right, what's the rule of a turkey coming at your car? Do you can you hit it and go? Do you hit it and call the cops? Like, what do you do? I just stop. Like, so sometimes you'll see like a dozen turkeys plus the baby. So you'll you see everybody stop and just let them cross. 
like no matter where you are in Plymouth. So I drive through Plymouth, Carver, like no matter where you are, if you see the turkeys, everybody just stops and lets them cross. Um, so probably a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like no, I've never seen a turkey get hit. So I'm just like, I always stop. I'm like, let me just slow down. And we are still fighting for our rights, and these turkeys just <laughs> run shit. <laughs> they are, yeah, they're like, we run the show. You're stopping for us. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. You hit it, it's just a bunch of feathers all over the place. I don't know. That might clog your engine. That might clog your engine. So what do you do? I am a social worker. So I work for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts during the day mm -hmm. as a kids case manager supervisor for the Department of Mental Health. And then in the evening, I do, um, I'm an outpatient clinical therapist in a practice so i do some counseling i also volunteer for a number of organizations throughout the community i am a former award one con con uh, candidate for public office that's actually how me and charlie got pretty connected um so just a little yeah, bit of everything charlie's a little bit of everywhere like a, a big big time charlie's a little big time <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so how does everyone know hey, you? Um, well, we figured out how Nicole knows Charlie. So how do others know Charlie? Charlie is brother-in-law. Uh, my husband Frank is... <laughs> not how I know Charlie. Um, Charlie's been family for years. I've known Charlie forever, and he's become part of my family. Um, his brother has kids with my sister, so he could never get rid of us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. he's, he's my brother's watch guard. He's always telling me he's going to tell my brother. Right. <laughs> but, tell um, him everything. I'll tell him, so all, my, tell um, him all your secrets. So my little crafty side, um, I get that from my mom. She's like the most craftiest, amazing woman I've ever met. Um, that's like a side thing that I do on the weekends, um, after work, but I actually paint scarlet boats for a living. <laughs> I, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, she is. It. Don't, don't believe her. She's actually a Nigerian pirate. She's been robbing all them vessels on the open sea. Oh, I walked the plank plenty of times. Let me tell you something. I actually fell in the water one time, but, um, but yeah, I've been working down there for quite some time now. I'm like the only female on the shipyard. Um, so I tell people I'm 30 by day and I'm literally by night. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you meet a lot of new people because a lot of people go there and get their boats pulled out from different places and everything. And But it's cool. Okay. That's interesting. It's awesome. So you physically paint the boats? Yes, I do. I um. I got to prep them, grind them, climbing, you name it, using power tools all day. And then painting is an understatement, let's just say. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I ain't done on them boats but drive them. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love I hearing about women in like non-traditional roles. I think it's empowering. Yeah. Let me tell you, when I go, um, when I go like places like downtown or in a store in my work clothes, I'm I'm used to it now, but in the beginning it used to get, like bother me. Like people stare and stare at me, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Like nobody never seen a dirty girl before. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if I go to the shipyard just like this in normal clothes, 
same thing. I guess theater at like theater. Yeah. <laughs> like, she? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I just learned to just be like, whatever. You know, some people ask questions, some people just yeah. stare, you know. The guys look at her and say, That's not Stephanie. She's not dirty. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, yeah, there's a couple of times somebody told me, hey, I thought I seen you at Walmart the other day. I'm like, you probably did. Right. It's definitely me. I took a shower. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was staying work clothes all day. But, but right. yeah, it's very adventurous. Like, I never know what I'm going to get into. Even if I started a job and I'm going in to go finish it. You know, the boat owner could just turn around and say, you know, hey, Steph, we need you somewhere. Can you? And because I'm little, I'm only four nine. They tend to squeeze me in the littlest spots. <laughs> so, but I like it. I wouldn't change it for nothing until That's my nice. small business blows up. <laughs> right, 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 right. I actually have my son down there working with me. So, you know, legacy. I'm, you know. Well, how many kids do you have, Stephanie? Stephanie? I have three children and two grandbabies. Oh. Yep. I got a. Armina, uh, you said you had four, right? I have four. And then Nicole, you have two. Two. Two, two boys. I was thinking of that. Like, I, so am, I, am I the only grandma on the screen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, mine are uh, 21 and 19, almost 20. Well, my kids are 30. My daughter is going to be 27. <laughs> My youngest. But you say twenty-seven. <laughs> and by the way, 20. I was to tell you that she's, she's done a lot of growing up since Keith. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the hey, uh, a lot of there when she was going to school. <laughs> a lot. Hey, believe it or not, a lot of them on my Facebook page, and um, I've become friends with a lot of those kids. So. Now they're grown with children and um, no babies. You know, it's weird. It's uh, yeah. Yep, no babies. So. It's an on school. My oldest is the one that gave me the two babies. <laughs> yeah. Right. I see. Um, got Carol Parrish making a comment. Um, see, Carol, Carol has 19 grandchildren. Oh my God. Congratulations. Just like a parrot. How, many, how many children? Out of the 19. Uh, Carol, I don't know how many. What? Ooh. Two I kids? So. Yeah, right. Yes. No. I don't know. That's Carol's living up to that Paris name and making babies. You want one, Ray? So. You want a grandbaby or a baby? Did Ray just Ray, say I want one? Ray she wants a grandbaby. So. That's what I seen. I want one. She wants one. I mean, my oldest is so Ray. What do you want? But is he really? I was trying to, I was like, I knew he was like a year or two old. I didn't realize he was that much older than my kids. He'll be 24 in August, and then Eamon is uh, he'll be 17. So yeah, I'm good. Babies aren't babies no more either. How is he gonna be 17? He's turned 11, and my grandson will be nine. He's just gonna be 17. He'll be 17 in September. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he's in his, yep. uh, what is he, sophomore in Vogue right now. Sophomore in Vogue. Oh, He'll be 17 in September. Yep. Holy yep. God. And then I have custody of my niece. I have custody of my niece, too, and she just turned 16 in May. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so don't listen to her. Yep. She she kidnapped her niece. <laughs> and the only reason why I don't report her because I'm retired, but she really kidnapped yeah, her yeah. niece. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids been yeah, yeah. trying kids been trying to get out of the house for a, about a year now, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I won't Everybody snitch. wants to be here. I won't sn- <laughs> you won't snitch. No, that uh-huh. uh, I won't snitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Romina, you said you're on the West Coast in California. Whereabouts in California are you? I'm in the Bay Area outside of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Nice. My How 49ers. But I'm not a 49ers fan. No. I know. I'm sorry. Are you a 49ers fan? I am. Always done. People from the West Coast, like teams from the East Coast. And a lot of people in the East Coast have known that I know Michelle is too, a 49ers fan as well. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't transition. Charlie brought me a um, lanyard from the 49ers last time they went out there. They go yeah, crazy. You deserve it. That's yeah. the least I can do in 30, 30 years. That's the least I can do is buy you a lanyard. You know, I know. I mean, I know. I re- I appreciate it. Only Charlie. I do love you. I really do. I love mm-hmm. Romina. I love Melissa. I love Stephanie. You guys are great to me. <laughs> we love you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie, tell us about your friendship with TJ. You know how how, how do you maintain such a, a a bad friendship with her? You know. <laughs> Probably my TJ alone. <laughs> she tried to drown me in Puerto Rico. She's trying to drown me in Puerto Rico. I can't believe it. I don't I know where that why. knife came from. She had a bikini on and pulled a knife on me. Oh my Crazy. goodness. She, she was in Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She was with us. How I don't was know it? where that knife came from. Bushes. It was good. Real good. Yeah. Good, I good. enjoyed it. Um, I really do. I'm get my fi- I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 50 next year, and I will, I know I ain't never getting on a plane. <laughs> I have a fear of flying, but if I didn't, I would have been right there with you guys. But there's no getting. Just steal a boat. Oh my steal, goodness! Steal one of the boats. <laughs> just you know how long tell you. Let me tell you. By the time I got there, you would have been home. <laughs> just tell you. Just tell your doctor that you're nervous about flying, and they'll give you something to relax you. Oh my goodness, that would probably yeah, kill knock me. You, <laughs> knock you right out. No. Uh, well worth it. It no, yeah, seriously. Um, so my dad was an army, I so I'm an army brat and I always get motion sickness. So mm-hmm. I have to take something every time I fly. I don't even care. Like, so they have to give me something to go and come back. So I have I don't care. I dose myself. So bad. Like even at when I'm on a boat and it's um it's docked. It's tied up. But if it's a choppy day and the waters, you're, my stomach, I'm out of there. I'm I the same way. I my sea legs at all. I'm the same way. And just, I go on just, cruises all the time, but I put that patch on and I go. But you think, I think, I think for me, it's all in my head. Like if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, oh, yep, yep. I'm going to be nauseous. And I'm like, oh, I'm nauseous. Like, <laughs> I think that's Stephanie, what, that's you think a big problem, Stephanie. Like it's like, but here I am. I climb eighty feet in the air on booms on them boats, holding a ten-pound needle gun on an air hose without a belt. But I won't go on a plane. <laughs> That's all in your head, then. <laughs> yeah, it That's is. all in your head, then. Yeah, 
Yeah, but you see, I you can control do myself up there. I, this man up front in a little booth is controlling everything. I don't know if I can trust you can that. Just, you can just hold your person's hand next to you. You can just hold it really tight and just grip it. And, mm, you can do it. I have faith in you. You can and do I it. I go with anybody that, I, that I'm close with or that I love or something because it'll be easy for me to just cuss them the hell out. I need to be with somebody that I know, don't know. And you <laughs> just I, don't get your seats next to each hey. other. Oh, I know, right? Hey, being boat sick, air sickness, it's all like pregnancy. I know. Just like pregnancy. How do you no know? I mean, I share your talent. Yeah, stomach hurts. You know, stomach hurt. Yeah, that's actually for Romina. We want to hear some of your talents because she is a very, very talented sister-in-law of mine. So, um, so tell us what you do. I, I know you said you do other stuff. Let's hear that other stuff. <laughs> well, besides what I do, um, I like to do makeup. That's something okay. I do on the side, but not something I like to do professionally. Um, I'm very into DIYing. I love to refurnish furniture. Mm -hmm. My cricket is like my alley. Friends. I did these behind me. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I'm a jack of all trades. I like to do pretty much anything, but just I haven't found something that's a passion. Me. Well, eventually you will. I've touched all kinds of different things. I have a cricket. I have two different printers. I have a heat press sitting right in front of me, an industrial heat press. I'm like, I, I'm into all kinds of little things. And I'm like, one day I'll find exactly what I'm, I want, I, want, you know? I'm not the only one that I always feel because I haven't found something I'm really into. It's like I'm all over the place. I will do it. I'll make it. I'll have with it for the moment. And then it fades away. Then I want to do something else. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's exactly how I am. I'm now. I'm thinking of like selling candy. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I need to pick, like pick like four things and stick with them. But they all pretty much go with, you know, what I really do. So it's not nothing off the map. Like I'm not trying to um, be a carpenter or anything. <laughs> I have a tomboy side, so I'm down to take a car apart. That's where the shipyard comes from. Yup. <laughs> That's my father. My father was one of the best mechanics in New Bedford. And I got that side from him, being able to work with tools and, you know, being, you know, hands on. And then I got my mom's side as well. So I go, you know, both sides. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not the only person who is very undecisive. And don't completely have yeah, no, you will find it. Like during the pandemic, I literally found what, because I used to do full parties, like cheers, sashes, tablecloths and in the town that i'm in not too many people want to spend what it's actually worth. worth you know yeah and me being who i am i'm like you know oh, okay and, and then I, I find myself not making nothing and no profit and so um i buttoned it down to just doing what i think is best for me mm -hmm. you know and i offer it and like on my website i put everything that i offer so um you know, the pandemic kind of helped me, you know, slow down, pump my brakes and decide, you know, hey, girl, what you pick and choose, what you going to do? <laughs> so what did the pandemic, uh, what was the biggest change during the pandemic for you ladies during this past year? Stephanie, it sounds like you found your passion. You found what excites you. Yes, I did. I do. And um, it didn't. It slowed down a little bit for the pandemic, but I found little ways to um, 
to make do. Like I, I have, um, I do personalized treats like his water bottle. I do, um, so I do what's potty in a box. Like I create a little pot, a box in a potty where now you can, you know, cash at me. I can go and leave it on your doorstep. No, you know, interaction or anything like that. Um, I did Valentine's Day boxes. I did Easter boxes, sip and paint boxes for the kids, you know, the t-shirts. So I found little things to keep me busy. And every so often somebody was throwing me a potty in a yard, you know, if they wanted to do it, they'd do it. You know, I go with my mask and usually I go before anybody shows up and I'm going there to take my stuff down after everyone leaves. So, you know, it's just now starting to open up and people are um, inboxing me for halls, like to do things inside um, venues and stuff. Cool. Ramina, how about you? For me, it was self-care. Mm-hmm. Self-care for sure. And I was just going a thousand miles an hour doing mother duty, wife duty work and you know caring for other people and my family's all back east and none are here but it gave me time to really put all that aside all those hats that i wear to think about me and stingy but trying to put myself first and be stingy three years ago i got diagnosed with breast cancer so while i was going through treatment and everything was going so fast i never really took time to care for me. I was so worried about if something was to happen to me, you know, how's my going to hold up? So I was doing things, thinking ahead, instead of thinking for them. So of course, that's an emotional touchy situation for myself. You know, I was diagnosed with breast it cancer. It taught me during the pandemic. So yeah, I was diagnosed in February with breast cancer. So I know. Oh, I, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in February. So we kind of, I, I, I know where you're coming from. So that, you know, that was. Nicole, how about you? Um, so I really, nothing really changed for me. I continued working. I mean. Can't really hear. Um, yeah, I, no. I continued working the whole time through the pandemic. I never really stopped. I think I came home maybe for like two weeks, three weeks. And I just continued I going. Me. I hear you, Romina. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I can't hear no one. Oh. Um, can you hear us now? It is great until it's not. Right. Go ahead, Nicole. So you didn't. So there, your work was completely in the field, pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like our clinics were open, everything. So I just like um, instead of doing my main job, I just did other jobs. So I never stopped. We just. You know, so we just kept going. And then once mm -hmm. I could continue into my own job, we just switched back. I'm sure just like you did, because your job can't stop either. No, no. I mean, I continued working. I was fortunate that I was able to work from home most of it. Um, mm -hmm. I do go into the office, but it's like once a week. Um, and I just started with the outpatient a couple of months ago. Um, but I do offer in-person services. Um, but mm -hmm. I think for me, the biggest thing this past year was just learning to kind of like slow down and appreciate home um, mm -hmm. because, you know, prior to doing the outpatient, I was doing a number of other jobs that got me out of my house about seven in the morning and I wouldn't get back home till about 11 o'clock at night. And mm -hmm. so it was like, just come in, go straight upstairs, take a shower, go to bed, wake up the next day and like run right back down the stairs and out the door. So being able to just kind of be still and be present at home, mm -hmm. um, and to actually like enjoy my home, 
I'm like, I'm paying, right. you know, I pay this mortgage every month and I just, I wasn't able to enjoy it. I'm like, you know, last summer was the first summer I sat on my deck in the three years that I had been in my home at that time. I'm like, oh, this right. is nice. Why don't I sit out again? I'm like, oh, that's right. Cause I'm always like not home or I'm exhausted when I am home. Right. So well, Mina, it's you definitely give me an appreciation right. for that. I can use now. Okay. Is it better now? I can't, I want to just go back real quick to when you couldn't hear us. <laughs> you had said something about that you was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was. I was also diagnosed back in February. And yeah, so it was tough. It was. So I can understand where you went through the whole emotional thing and, you know, dealing with everything else going on in the world, you know, you're scared of catching this one ugly thing out there and then you get, you know, breast cancer. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was rough going through chemo and all that. It was it was tough, but I still had to wear the multiple hats that I that I wear. But mm -hmm. do it. Okay, <laughs> right. Let's see, you doing good. Now, that initial that initial shock of getting you know diagnosed. You know what was the hardest thing that you guys had to go through? um when dealing with your family because um i mean obviously you guys are going through a lot just getting getting that news that you know you know cancer and so on and so forth but how did you settle in to to finally tell you tell your family did uh, you pick and choose who you told i told my kids first but i didn't tell anybody at first um i kept it to myself um because the, it's the way they do it. You know, they tell you come in and then they different appointments and they're not even sure. So you don't want to go and tell people if they're not sure and have everybody else stressing out with you. So after the biopsy and they told me it was, um, that's when I finally told my children. Um, it took me the longest to tell my mom because she's like, you know, the war, war of the family, of course, you know, um, so when I did tell her, I'll never forget, she tells me, she goes, well, you're making me feel good because you don't sound so bad in your voice. And in the back of my head, I'm like, lady, I've known for months, that's why. Like, you know? <laughs> if I called you today, I knew, trust me, I'd be crying, you wouldn't even understand what I was saying. But um, it's not easy, telling you. And then I was, my family was going through things at the time. My brother had just left, lost his, his son. Um, and shortly after that, we lost my, my cousin. So um, I wanted to find that window to tell everybody, like, and it, the window was there. So, you know, finally I told everybody. It wasn't, they caught it early, so I didn't have to go through too much. No chemo. Um, so I was, I was lucky. I was very, very lucky. Definitely good. So ladies, do you have anything um, planned? Well, Some I, I, I got it. Are you scared to go places? Do you see people with no masks? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, like, I I'm inside. Nobody had a mask on. I'm like, all right, you whipped us into wearing these things now. <laughs> I'm inside jails. They haven't been wearing masks. I'm inside detoxes. They very rarely wear masks. So, I mean, it's all upon you. And I didn't catch COVID this whole time. So, I'm telling you that I've been inside of jails and I go into multiple jails and I go into multiple detoxes and I haven't. And I, I wear an N95 mask and um, I wear scrubs when I go into the jail. Well, some jails. I don't wear scrubs every time I go into jail. 
Um, but when I'm testing and when I'm doing testing, I wear scrubs and I wear my N95 mask. And what I do is I make sure that I'm, I just take my own precautions. I clean everything when I get there. Um, I wash my hands as many times as I can. Um, I clean in between each client. I mean, and you can't force anybody to wear a mask. I tell the, I tell every guy that comes in. So when I'm in a jail, I only see men and I always tell them, wear your mask, wear your mask, pull your mask up, wear your mask, pull your mask up, wear your mask. But you know, what are you going to do? Right. You know, so, um, but I keep my mask on. I wear my glasses in the jail. Um, I bring my own wipes. I bring my own gloves. I bring all my own stuff. Um, but it's all in how you're taking your precautions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about anybody else, whether they wear a mask or anything. It just matters about what you're doing. So I don't care if you wear your mask or not. It's all in how you're taking care of yourself. And like I said, since since COVID started, I've been in and out of detox, in and out of jail, and I've been good. So it's a blessing. I had to get my right. I had to get the COVID test only because I was going into surgery. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm more nervous to get this damn test than I am to go into surgery. I get tested cool. all the time. Right. <laughs> so, I also pick up shifts, shifts uh, at a group home. So right. residential care. So I guess certain people um, that do certain things will take it more than others if you're interacting with other people right. more than. Right. Um, ladies, could you hold on one second while I make this announcement? Uh, I gotta pay the bills. And this this guy's paying some of the bills, all right? Hold on one second. Oh, Valdi. Yeah. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, reach out to Legacy Realty Group. Valdir Baptista, Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. It's also got a g- Gmail at Valdir Korea, realtor at gmail.com. Please look them up. Good salesman, always a constant professional. So if you are looking to buy or sell a home, please look up Valdir Korea. Thank you very much. Right. So, Romina, you said you're in. Um, I know it's crazy. Romina, you said you're in um, retail. I am. I work in the finance department part. Okay. Is it for a particular store or? Well, it's for Marshalls um, Home Goods. It's for that brand. Okay. The- okay. Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't go in the stores too much because it can get rather dangerous. It's like, oh, I didn't know I needed this. Right. The hell with COVID, right? <laughs> My wallet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Romina. What was it? I didn't hear you. Oh, in the morning before the store opens, so I see items before customers can see. Ooh. Oh, nice. No, it's not. <laughs> i'd be hiding things behind the ugliest stuff so that way i can go back and buy it later not the suicide comes in when i start seeing things i'm like oh i can put this together i can create this i can it's it's bad right here's my paycheck here and you know my (laughs) kids 
tables and stuff. I like going back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do y'all ladies like to do for fun outside of being a mom, a wife? Uh, oh, uh, what is oh, that? Actually, I, uh, can, can you <laughs> give me a description of what you just said? Because I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is. Listen, whenever I can get away, I try to get away. We were just, um, Malik and I were just in Yarmouth. We went to the Red Jacket Resorts. Um, we stayed a few nights and we had the best Sunday was like in the 90s. And they had the chairs on the beach. They had an outdoor pool. They had an indoor pool. And it was gorgeous. Malik's like, what are you doing? I'm like, that chair right there on the end, it said, Nico, come lay on me. And I did that all day. <laughs> I did not leave that chair. Oh, He's like, what are we doing Malik for breakfast? Malik say the same thing, Malik? No, he went and got breakfast. He got lunch. Hey, and then. I laid in that chair. Oh, my God. I'd be able to up past 9 o'clock. He didn't say, Nicole, come lay on me? Uh, yeah, but that was later. We didn't do that in the sand. It was There was there was children on the sand, Charlie Perry. Really, Charlie? <laughs> right? Where's Michelle at? Where's Michelle at? I know, right? <laughs> Come get this man. <laughs> yeah, she's she's hearing you. She's just laughing because I get to pick on you for it, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, you know, she's like, oh, y'all turn. So yes, it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh huh. And the weekend before that, I went to Providence Town with my girlfriends. So I've never been I to tra- Town. It's on my list. Um, but I've never been out there. Why? Yeah, I don't got, know. Gotta do it. We, never gotta been. Do yeah, it. we we try to go. We try to go once a year. I actually, um, uh, my mother's side of the family, they actually, um, that's where they went when they came here from Portugal. They, um, they set up there. So I actually have family out there in P Town. So, um. Yeah, so I try to get down there as much as I can. Um, not that I really know any of them, but like just, mm-hmm. I don't know, to be like my grandmother, my great grandmother's gone, like all those, all of them are gone. So it's just like, a, I don't know, I feel like I'm closer to them when I'm there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Always good to have somebody <laughs> somewhere out, you know? Yeah. I see lots of friends sharing like the carnival pictures from P Town, like, so that's definitely something I want to experience. That looks like a blast. Yeah. So what did we, I think we went two years ago. I think it was Bear Weekend, and we went oh, into yeah. the and it was, it was it was so much fun. We had so much fun. We just have so much fun. It's crazy. But when you say Bear Weekend, like like bears, bears, like no, 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 oh, no, bear. no. Oh, no bears, <laughs> bears. bears. Okay. Bears. It's like a um that's a terminology for um men. Getting so, getting naked. I mean they can get okay. naked all they want. They ain't got nothing to do with me. They don't like me. Do they do they like uh, they like I got other a, men. I got, wait, I got a question for you. Do they have tan lines? Yes or no? I don't know. I didn't look. They don't like me. With, be, with Mr. Mr. Perry, they do not like women. Be, they like other men. They're men that like men. They do not no, like women. I didn't say that. I, I just asked you a question. Do they, did did they, they have, have tan lines? lines or not? Or not? I mean, maybe, yes or no? Maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yes, I did see some butt cheeks. I really did see some butt cheeks. Yeah, you're oh, right. I did okay. see some butt cheeks. Right. I don't think I've seen tan lines. Oh, see, I think you I finally seen some you went, a, new, you went a roundabout way to answer the question. Well, you didn't ask me if I seen butt cheeks. I wasn't looking for tans. I said I seen, yeah, tan I did see lines. I wasn't looking no, for like tan, tan lines. No, I asked if you had, if they had them or not. Yes or no? I, yo no sé. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo no sé. No <laughs> <laughs> yo no uh, sé. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so let's see. Did we lose Romina Carol. for good? Any chance she'll make it back yeah, in? No, nah, maybe she's probably gonna um sign on on her PC or something. Um, I know she is on her iPad, but um, so she'll come back on. I know she will. Send a smoke. Carol says. <laughs> Carol says good night. Good night, Carol. Right. Carol. Good night. Yeah, good night. It's not only my bedtime. So. I swear. It's so hard to stay up past nine o'clock lately. I don't know. I swear my mind goes. All right, here she comes. Here she comes. Welcome back. <laughs> a long time. What did I miss? Welcome back. Holly. There you <laughs> are. P Town. Oh yeah, Charlie was harassing We're me. Talking about, yeah, it was. Romina, <laughs> Romina, have you been to P Town? With P Town, Providence Town, and in Cape. Oh yeah, Providence Town and Cape. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the, guys, <laughs> did the guys have any tan lines? Yes or no? I didn't pay attention. Jesus. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, who really looks at that? You are saying because, the same thing. Listen, answer the, I just wanted you girls yeah. to answer the question. You've been there, you know. I'm just they say it's a it's a She's open like environment and people tan. You've been you've been to P Town. Did you see any tan lines? Of course I did. Michelle's <laughs> yeah, tan lines were gorgeous. Michelle had tan lines on We her was shoulder. not asking she about was... Michelle's. No, you asked me if there were tan lines. I said Michelle had tan lines, you know, from her spaghetti uh, straps there, whatever you call them. You know, she had tan mm -hmm. lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this, though, that I will tell you this, though, that we stayed in a hotel there at the top of the um, at the top of the at the top of the commercial street. And we were on the bottom and somebody was at the top on the deck. And they did not care that anybody else was around. They didn't care that anybody else could hear. And I'm like, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? And we were going out. It was like after we had already been out, we had already eaten. We had already walked the street. It was maybe like 11, 12. So we were going down to the beach. And I'm like, no, no, no. We walked out. There was other people walking. And yes, it was. And they were like, oh, that was only round one. I said, ah, round one? There's going to be two again? I'm like this kids Like what? They don't care. Yeah. Awesome. They did not care. There was no shame in the game. The community. Were, yeah. I guess so. But they I are, get it, but they are they are great hosts though. That's a that's a great yes. hosting town. They do a great, great job. So yeah. but um we have a good time every time we go. 
Yes, we How do. many years? Okay. So, by the time I have time, but um, you know, so I, what do you think about this beauty salon thing? You think it's going to work? You think it's something I need to keep on doing? You know, so. um, all right. You know, I'm just trying I to. I think so. Absolutely. I'm trying to, you know, bring it all in and and have ladies do their com, you know, do their thing, have their conversation, talk about whatever they want to talk about, and and you know, without you know me restricting them with some questions. I mean, I might say a question here or two, but I really want to kind of say things. You know, uh, just listen to what you have to say. You, know, you got to get play on and, at the same time. You and Ray, I'll mm -hmm. do that. I'll do that. that yeah. That's easy. Okay. <laughs> Ray, Ray's doing, Ray's doing big things on yes, she Atlanta. Yes, you put us two on here and forget it. You might as well just like go sit with Michelle. <laughs> I, 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 that's all no, I'm trying to do. Just sit Michelle, back. I love you, <laughs> She's like, don't sit with could, me. <laughs> she, she won't even get on there. I'm trying to get her on there, but she won't get on there. No. Nope. No. Nope. She. This is her break time. She. Right. She's yes, trying to get rid of too. I just found out. Okay. She makes. Yeah. Chip bags, personal chip bags for parties. I just found that out, and she requested yeah. my um business page. So I hope she goes through it and gets some very crafty. Yes, an app. Tell her if she wants she to know anything. Ask crafty. me. <laughs> no, she is hey, very I, crafty. I, I, She's got all kinds of stuff. I mean, I can't even have family live with me because she took over that other bedroom. Oh, let so me tell you something. It, it, I'm about to call it a cricket my, bedroom. I need, I need a. You don't need anybody living with you. Uh, I was, I was you, gonna. The amount of space that I work in, people wouldn't even believe me. In the the work that I do, that it comes out to, like you wouldn't even believe the amount of space that all I work. All you need in. is a little tiny workstation. Yep, there you go. And you make good. a mess. Yeah. Is when you know you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> if there's mess, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> so how many times yeah, did you want to throw your cricket out the window? No, I huh? love cricket. I love. How, how many times did you want to throw your cricket out the window? <laughs> For the first five months, probably every day. Because I was I trying to figure out all these things that I watch on YouTube and they do, and I try to do it. But once I got the hang of it, it was it was a done deal. Right. Yep. It was it a I love it. I love it, but it's been sitting collecting dust for the past few months. Well, what do you just do? You do vinyl? You just work with vinyl? What I've been doing lately is t-shirts. Okay. Do you, so, so just vinyl? Uh, you don't do uh, mm -hmm. sub... Okay. All right. No, I, I don't do just iron-ons. Okay. All right. I had to buy a whole nother printer. To do the yeah, I haven't got there yet. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> oh my kid, my birthday. Then it comes Mother's Day right afterwards, and I'm like, woohoo! They're like, so what do you want? I'm like, a printer, a cricket, a heat press. <laughs> you know, I swear, my kid. For me, last Mother's Day, I wanted a label maker for, for Mother's Day, and my family thought I was crazy because I wanted a label maker. Yeah, my daughter told me, "What do you want for Mother's Day?" She goes, "Do you want something for you?" I'm like, "That is for me. What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I, I was doing the vinyl, but the, the weeding, oh my goodness, that could drive me crazy. Yeah. So I went with 
uh, sublimination because it's so easy. You, there you go. <laughs> so you have to have a separate printer for that. Yeah, because yeah. once you put that ink in there, you can't use it for not. You can, but it takes it's forever to clean it out. And so I got two printers. Okay. Yeah. I'm not crafty. Yes. I'm crafty only when I need Melissa, to. you got a cricket? I sleep <laughs> crafty. Oh my goodness, I wake up with I wear I, a cookie. I swear to you. <laughs> I'm so my mother's child. I swear I it's like I literally have a notebook. Like I wake up and think of things like, oh shit, let me take this note because I will forget. <laughs> I'm always on YouTube. I never always do it. YouTube. Yep. TikTok. Let me tell you, oh my goodness, I've been all, I've been finding a lot of things on TikTok. They'll teach you. The things my kids are trying uh, pickles and ranch and mm -mm. <laughs> the trends that's going on now is crazy. <laughs> I guess I think it's more Nicole. like most when you like yeah certain things, that's what goes down your uh for you page or something. Is that how mm -hmm. that works? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, Charlie. Um, Nicole, you can go on YouTube and uh, they got a video that says how to fix my brother-in-law and it will help you out. Put him in a box. I mean, his brother. You can come over and I can smack you a few times if you like. <laughs> um, All right. I don't know. Listen. I can come over. I, I can feed you the moonshine. It might work. And then no. you know All what right, happens? Then you can go home and Michelle will make you sleep on the floor. We could do that. <laughs> Those stories always make me happy. We could do that. All right. Come on, you can come that's, over. That's... Come over right now. It'd only be you and I. Uh, Amen is in the room. Leek is in the room. Helen's in the room. It'd be just you and I. You could drink moonshine all by yourself. I'll right. feed you chicken pot pie and moonshine. Come on. Uh, I thought you, I, you know, a drunk Charlie Perry is not good. You know, it's not. It's not. I know you butt down me all the time. Come oh, on. I changed that once. Why do you? I. Oh, you can't hang. Yeah, I gotta. I, I can hang. I gotta. I don't want to drink alone. Until he starts so you. What? You didn't like my conversation. I thought you're a lightweight. I love your conversation, Charlie Perry. You always I love me Ro when you're drunk. Yeah, I call <laughs> Romina too. Hey Charlie, everything. Do it lightweight. No, I'm. I can drink. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so Charlie and I are December babies, and he's only what are you like um, six days after mine, right? Yeah. Um. Actually, so on my fortieth birthday, he was just as drunk as me. I left <laughs> my fortieth birthday. <laughs> I didn't even make it to the end. And oh, wow. Charlie has Charlie had to sleep on the floor too. Yes, I did. I didn't yes, make it to the I end did. of my birthday, and Charlie slept on the floor too. So he threw up just as much as I did. And we were both drunk. Yeah, he was drunk just like I was drunk. We celebrated so six days later for the next birthday. Like, nope, we're yeah, still yeah. drunk. Mm. I, I don't. I, I can't. Drink. Oh, I don't even try. I didn't, I didn't even make it to work on Monday. That's how drunk I was. Jeez. And this was Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think so. I yeah, I think so. I, I made it to happy birthday and that was about it. Wow. And that was it. Yes, I am on Instagram as well. Actually, yes, I need they to all are. 
Instagram because I got it as Little Bit, which is my nickname forever, not knowing that I was going to be posting business pictures on there. <laughs> you can change your name anytime on Instagram. Just not change it. Bad. And you it's can so take bad. off those pictures anytime. Oh, no, I did that already. Yeah. Just, like, just, you know, pictures of the boat yard or, you know, balloons. I go from boats to balloons. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. I can't wait mm-hmm. for Nicole's birthday again. I can't wait. When is it? No, no. Is it? <clears throat> I'm in December, but I don't drink like that. No, no, no. <laughs> so um, I drank a whole bottle of Ciroc that night. I no longer drink Ciroc anymore because of that. So no, 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 Charlie. We can drink, but we will not be drinking like that. <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with because, you? Because like it's that. A, um, yeah, bro- my birthdays are like hurt. anniversaries. It would, it would, they, it would be like an anniversary thing, you know. No. Like an annual... they took pictures of me. They took pictures of me oh throwing up. They had videos of me throwing up, and then they were oh. gonna post it. So I had to post it before they posted oh, it. Wow. No, 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 no. They had posts. They had pictures you, you of me going wonderful. like this. No, no, no. Who looks wonderful throwing up? That's nasty. Like, no, no, no. Oh, Charlie's infamous of taking people's pictures and putting their heads on. He got a picture of me and my homegirl TJ sitting in a toilet in a boys' a men's bathroom in the throne. <laughs> oh, I know. Him and his Standing brother are the up. same way. They and he posted it like, what the hell? Yeah. That's it. I'm just I'm giving you your attention. That's all. I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Pops up every year in my memory too. Yeah, but Charlie can come over and drink his moonshine. If you cry yeah. and get locked in the bathroom, that's not my fault. Oh, see, see now you guys, you know, girls, ladies, you got Julio in the mix. You got Bonnie in the mix talking about me. Okay. Bonnie, I am forty years old. You know? Auntie Bonnie knows. Auntie Bonnie knows. She was there. Oh, Julio saying, <laughs> "Listen, don't even listen to Julio. He's known me a long time, but." He's the one that couldn't hang. He he was streaking like Will Farrell on that movie there. Uh, so in Puerto Rico, did Landon get drunk? Yeah. No, this was the other visit. This oh, was okay. a, the infamous, infamous visit oh, in Puerto Rico. Me, right. Julio, and Abel. Seven days in Puerto Rico. Just not not a good. The thing. islands never really been the isn't. same. Mm-hmm, no, right? it hasn't. Hurricane Charlie. Posting my head on tattoo from Fantasy Island. <laughs> is that Uncle? Charlie? Yeah. Uh, what did you do to my brother? <laughs> listen, I didn't do anything to him. I, I, I could, do, I could do plenty to that dude because you all the voice throwing, the throwing, throwing, yeah, throwing his voice and. Yeah, what's that little dude's name? Tattoo. He still gets me after something. Yeah. I grew up with this man, and he'll pretend he's gonna throw something to me, and I know he don't got nothing in his hand, and I I do like this, ready to catch it. He gets me every time. <laughs> I don't care. He could do it two minutes later. He'll do it again. He'll get me. <laughs> he he, th- he throws his voice the best. I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> better than that he got me just a couple of years ago it's only me and him and and walking out the doorway and and he's he goes charlie and i'm looking i'm like oh you got me and i i'm the one 
that is usually sitting back watching Michael play games with people, throwing his voice. And, you know, I'm the one that's laughing or trying not to laugh. What, well, who was it, it that was holding all... they, they were holding signs or something? Oh, no, that, not that was Counselor. He got, a, he got JoJo Forts. <laughs> On video, holding signs. Raymond going, hello. And he's like, somebody's calling me. Hi, how are you? Like, yo, it's the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> he had some guy running through the projects. He was like, I yeah. swear somebody's calling me. He ran all the way through the upside to go see it. There was nobody there. It was my brother. <laughs> see, we oh, all know in my family. <laughs> he, would, he would go up to Melissa. Melissa, you know Michael? I know who he is, yeah. All right. Well, beware when he gets close to you, you know, <laughs> by your side, beware. They're going to be they're going to be swinging that hair left to right cuz thinking someone's calling your name. Let me tell you something. I don't be Michael. The chairs being pulled out from underneath you and Lord. Oh, wow. When your mother says, all right, everybody time for bed. Everybody get the same bedtime. So he knows everybody's going to run and jump on their bed. So the wood back in the day, you know how they had the wood at the bottom of the bed to keep the mattress up. He went up there and moved everybody's wood to like <laughs> when it was ready to fall and just balance the mattress on it. So then when everybody jumped on their bed, like time for bed, all you heard was ba 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 ba. Like everybody got in trouble. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, he's, he's, he's wonderful. So, um, I want to, um, you need to get just, him uh, on here. Why hasn't he gone on? Yeah, here? not here, but you know, he, Bob, Bob. <laughs> he's always give me, he gives me those political answers, you know. Ah, uh, well, let me check with my schedule. Uh, Charlie, call my secretary, all that stuff, you know. that. You know how he is, you know. But uh busy man. <laughs> uh, I gotta um let me let me give you a question here. People kind of suffer in silence about some things, you know, different things, you know, just keeping you know it's something that you, you want to speak up on and but you kind of suffer in silence and um you know uh um, is that something that, you know, I mean, we all have something maybe, you know, but is this, that's something you, you girls want to speak on, you know, things that you may suffer in silence with, you know, whether it's, you know, I, 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 it might be a bad question. I'm not suffering in silence. Um, so right. I'm Hispanic and I know that we suffer in silence, but I'm not going to suffer in silence. Um, whereas a lot of, um, past generations they have, but I'm going to break that. I'm going to break that for my kids. I'm going to break that for my grandchildren and my next generation that's going to come. I'm not going to suffer. So the job that I have is for me to bridge, um, uh, people that are in corrections so they can come out and be stable. So if I'm going to do that, how can I suffer in silence? So that is my main so goal you, for my job. Are you the go-to person in your family and in your profession? Of course. Or do you try to be? Of course. Right. I, I mean, okay. I, I carry the weight of everyone. I mean, majority of the time, I'm the person that everybody comes to because I'm the solver. I'm going to fix everything. And 
99% of the time, I'm going to know what needs to be done and I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to advocate for you 110% and I'm going to get it done. Okay, but do you consider that suffering in silence when it comes to your kids? Like suffering, is that the right word to use? Like I suppress a lot. I do. And I'll just suck it in and take it and move on. Like this is what, like, like she was saying, it, you but, know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yo, yo. But that's suffering in you silence. Speak. I'm not going to suffer in silence. Yeah, because you, right. you, you like, want to speak up, but you don't. You, and for whatever, the you, you, I you believe up. that it's the goodness of you or if it's the goodness for someone else. But, you know, sometimes you, we, we need so here's uh, my thing. to speak so up. So here's my thing. Go ahead. If your mental health is not 100%, how can you help anyone else? My, my mental health is always True. number one to me. Like, and I can't help you if I'm not good. So if my mental health is not 100%, how can I help anybody else? And that That's goes true. for anybody. And my kid is my kids are always my number one priority. So if I can't help myself, how am I going to help anybody else? And right. my, job, my job is so demanding. Like, if I'm inside of a jail with, let's say, like, the unit that I went in today. And I go into a unit. I go into a unit. So let's say the jail, the unit that I went in today, let's say there was 45 men, 45 men. There is only one guard in that jail, in that unit. And they're all coming at you. They're all coming at you. So if I'm not in a, if I'm, if I'm at a 50% mentality, the mentality and I can't handle this, who am I helping? I can't even help myself. Right. So mm -hmm. if my mental health is not at a hundred percent, I can't help anybody. Right. I can't help myself. I can't help the next person. I can't help my children. It did. The cycle is just going to keep repeating and keep repeating Continue, and keep correct. repeating. And you know, that's so, all I thought about when I got diagnosed. I was like, you know, I am the rock to my family. God forbid something happens to me. I don't care. Like my kids, like, you know, I raised them pretty good, you know? And I know that if I wasn't here, they, they would, you know, do mm -hmm. good. That's how I raised them. But the fear and of knowing. You know, like mm -hmm. so that took a lot, you know, like, oh my goodness, like, cause me and my three children, we're very, very tight. Like, you know, we go to each other for everything, especially now that they're grown, you know? So it's like, I, that's all I thought about. Like, what are they going to tell me when they call me? What's going to happen? You know, is this going to make my kids, you know, throw them off of what they're focusing on right now? Like, mm -hmm. like you know, school, work, whatever, you know, so and that's I how I feel with the pandemic for me. When I was going through what I was going through, I feel like during that time that I gave me time to really put myself first, because mm -hmm. there was a lot of times where I was suffering in silence and didn't say nothing, but I was so focused on helping the next person that I put myself aside, where there's nights where I'm over here questioning, am I helping myself as I should? Am I really helping the next person because I couldn't help myself? So this, one, this year that passed really made me tune into myself mentally. And then physically, everybody thought I was good, okay, but mentally, I was not. Emotionally, there are days where my kids are, they, they catch on very easily. You know, my family back home have no idea because on the phone, FaceTime, you can do this fake right. look and they think everything is fine. But this one year really, really showed me like, no, emotionally, I was not okay. Mentally, I was not okay. I thought I was because I'm helping the next person, thinking I'm helping the next person. But for me... No, I it really keep busy. Like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll keep, I'll run to the wheels fall off, and then you know it's like as soon as I hit that bed, I'm sleeping. That's my way of dealing with 
things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it is suffering and silence. Everybody does it in a different way, you know. Good. And um, I'm, I'm so happy that um, you guys are, this good conversation, this is the conversation I'm trying to, you know, put on this, this segment, the beauty salon segment, you know, this is stuff that I wanted, you know, you all to stare up and, and just talk about it, you know, regardless of what the topic is. Sometimes, you know, someone may bring up a, a taboo topic, but at least it's a discussion because you know what? People do suffer in silence and they're actually maybe in this comment section, you know, they may, they may be mm-hmm. just not saying anything. So when women like you end up speaking up, it gives them that encouragement, that inspiration to prep to, to perhaps, you know, open up or maybe even if they're, you know, friends or family of you, they reach out to you and say, all right, hey, hey, Nicole, I heard what you said on the podcast. I need to talk to you. I know, Melissa, I need to talk to you. Stephanie, I need to talk to you. Romina, I need to talk to you. So these are the things that I'm trying to do. And, um, and yeah, I really, I think, really um, appreciate you. Charlie, if I can just kind of chime in for a quick second. I think it, you know, so there's a couple of like catchphrases that are out there. Like it's okay to not be okay. Right. And, you know, I often, the work that I do, I'm always asking people like, who are your natural supports, right? Like you don't necessarily have to go to a counselor, although we are pretty awesome. But, you know, like we, there are, you know, who are your friends, who are your, you know, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors, colleagues, people that you can talk to, right? like your natural supports, right. you know, mm-hmm. who are your go-to people. And then also, you know, oftentimes I also do a ton of work in suicide prevention. And so, you know, so often we are afraid to use the word suicide because of all the shame, stigma, and guilt that's associated with it. So we often go to like, oh, do you want to hurt yourself? And so to the person who is suffering with suicide, you know, suicidal thoughts, and you ask them that question and they say no, they're, they're probably being truthful to you because they're not thinking about hurting themselves. They're looking themselves. to end the hurt. Mm-hmm. So it really is about being direct and asking the direct question of like, are you considering suicide? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Which doesn't usually roll off of our tongue because we have been taught to not talk about it, right? We don't talk about suicide. Mm-hmm even though it's a 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. amongst all age groups, it's the second leading cause of death amongst 15 to 24 year olds. So that's Mm -hmm. how prevalent it is. You know, whereas homicide is number 15, you know, suicide is number 10. So you're more likely to kill yourself than to be killed. Um, And, but we don't talk about it, you know, or if we do talk about it, we talk about that person's life at the suicide point, right? We don't talk about like their their life in its entirety. Um, So really just getting comfortable with asking that question, you know, if you see the signs and symptoms of someone who might be, you know, highly depressed or anxious or going through a really rough patch or, you know, starting to give things away or, um, you know, just really a change in their affect and the way that they're, you know, they're interacting with others, you know, not being afraid to ask the question and being direct about it. If they say, you know, yes, they are suicidal, then you, you know, you be able to go to bring them to um, get some help somewhere else. You take it as far as you can and you be with that person. So mm-hmm. often, right? Like I think about us exactly. as a society where we're like, hey, how are you? And we're walking by each other on the mall. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Like, that's all you want to hear. You don't really want to hear like, hey, how are you? Don't want to hear the truth. Tell me. Right. Right. Yeah. No one ever really wants to hear the truth. 
Yeah, yeah. And then some are like in a rush. We got to go. No, there. I got to so do, do this. I got to do that. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> right. 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 Well, well, people don't, you know, people don't listen. It's just, just their routine to say stuff like that. Like, right. you know, someone may come up to me and say, hey, Charlie, how you doing? I'll say, oh, I got cancer. And then I walk away. And then they don't even interrupt you. They don't even say, Charlie, what'd you say? They don't even pay attention. No one listens. Yeah. You know, and, and and you could say, and, um, so, you know, sometimes you got to try people like that. Are you truly listening to me? You know, you truly mm-hmm. say about your hellos. Or you- curveball, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And my other thing for Melissa too, like how Melissa said all that. And the other thing too is like about all these young kids with the drugs, like I feel like no one is really educating everyone about drugs. Like they go into school, like everything is so mainstream about marijuana, but like these kids are not really educated. And right now everybody is just like, they, they think they're using opiates, but they really use, well, they are using opiates, but they're using fentanyl and all these kids are overdosing and they're, they're so addicted and it's so crazy. So when I go into these detoxes, they're so young, they're like 19, 18, and it just keeps getting younger and younger. And it's these little kids. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like no one educates their kids. Like you use drugs one time, you, chances are you're going to get addicted. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's like one in every three people get addicted to drugs right now. And, and it's like, there's no education around that. And it's like, no one's really talking about it. And I'm like, I do agree what's going on here, you know, and, and so many deaths to overdose. And I don't, I don't understand it. Like, and do they I just feel like the addiction that it causes when they first take it? It's more like, right. a, Oh, I'm partying. Let me just be able to stay up at night all night to drink this drink. And, you know, not knowing down the line what it's going to do. Right. They just, you they know? don't know what the, that yeah. they're just the gateways that they're opening and where they're going and where, the life that they're about to live, they just, they don't, they don't understand it. Like, and I don't know why the school doesn't educate them more and like how we can open this up so these kids can understand and, and just not, just not about drugs. I feel like the sex education, like all of it, like, it's just so crazy. Right. That everything, everything. I think everything. They have like a, a thing to talk about their credit, you know, how. Credit oh yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. Yeah, I've been saying that. Yeah, we don't have that here. That we don't have any no, any home here. economics anymore. No, none of that anymore. Like, and not everybody makes it to college. Not everybody is going to go to college. Not everybody's going to um, succeed. Like, I mean, some kids go to college, but they don't graduate because it's not for them. You know, like mm-hmm. some kids no, they truly belong in college, trace- right? So I have two that are in college, and just trying to have those conversations with them about financial responsibility, being fiscally responsible, as well as what's your return on investment, right? Like. To go get a psych degree at a $75,000 a year school right? when you're not going to make that and when you get out of there just doesn't make sense, right? Like, sense. So doing That's more true. like, you know, so I remember with my son, he had gotten into some pretty prestigious schools but and he got some really great scholarships, but I was like, but what's the balance? And I was like, as a parent, I cannot in good faith allow, you know, even if it's 25000 a year, I'm like, multiply that times four years. I'm like, now you're talking about that's a hundred thousand dollars at the end right. of four years for what? Like if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a specialty program that you're going to, then absolutely. Like we'll figure that out. I'm like, but if it's a generic business management, psychology, like more your liberal arts kind of stuff, I'm like, 
we can't, you know, I just couldn't, I can't set you up like that. I don't want you to be 21, 22 years old with a hundred thousand dollars hanging over your head. And Already I see in so debt. many kids do that. And I see so many parents who are so proud of their kids who got into Suffolk and Brown and very prestigious schools. But I'm like, but what are you teaching them? You know? And so, right. you know, each of my kids took a little bit of a different path. My daughter is fortunately at UMass Dartmouth in the nursing program. So her return on investment will be amazing. Um, my son, start, you know, did the whole BCC to UMass Dartmouth transfer program. He'll be able to finish, knock it out in three years. Um, you know, but, you know, I know that that was a pretty hard blow. And now when they see like how much they have in loans compared to some of their friends, I'm like, you'll pay that off in your first, you know, couple of months mm -hmm. at home, working a job and you'll be fine. Right. Um, see, I never went to no major college, but I did go back to school for a few different things. Um, general office. I'm teacher certified. Now I paint boats. <laughs> you know, so it's like, <laughs> never know where you're going to be. <laughs> right. Right. You don't know. You don't know because we change uh, every day. We ch every year we change. We grow. Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Everything changes. Relationships, our mindset, everything. Uh, the world changes, so we change. So we never know where we're going to be in a year, two years, five world. years, ten years. You don't know. And where technology we're gonna go. is constantly changing, right? So technology right. is making and breaking positions. You know, positions that once were right. like thriving are now obsolete, and ones right. that didn't even exist are like what's thriving right now. And right. Especially like in this virtual world, like it's totally different. Like work from home versus working out in the community. And then, you know, even like studies are coming out now regarding like millennials and Generation Z, you know, baby boomers and Generation X. We were those people who when we got into a job, we pretty much stayed there until, you know, our pension, retirement, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the research is coming out that they're looking at 18 to 24 months. They're looking to retire at the end of every 10 years for, you know, like six months to a year before they go somewhere else. Um, so it is a very mm -hmm. different generation that's coming up. Oh, and yeah. so how right. does the older generation, like who is in these positions of management or leadership, you know, how do they change their way of thinking versus recruitment and retention? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I don't know. Lately, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to encourage a lot of kids to try a trade school if they didn't want to um, go to college and, and try to do something you know, but get something under their belt, you know, and mm -hmm. um, uh, only because, you know, my experience after I retired from the job was, um, was I did have my, my bachelor's, but every job that I took after that, I was pretty much getting the same pay as everyone else. And I'm like, so what's the sense of having a college degree compared right. to someone that had, you know, high school and, uh, and they're getting the same pay as me, but you know, and that's not just on the on the on a I don't want to say lower level job because everyone has a task to do in life, you know, and every every profession should be should have some respect. But when I end up applying for other jobs, you know, I found out that I was gonna get the same pay as um someone else that didn't have a college degree. Um, so I'm trying to get people to, to learn a craft, you know, like my nephew, Eamon, who's going to give me free, free work, you know, on, is he still in plumbing? No, um, no, what is this? he is in something with automotive. I can't think of it right now, but um, I let Eamon choose because leak mom leak went to Stang and um, 
that private school boy. I love nativity. Nativity was my saving grace. I I will sing praises about nativity. If you have a son, take them to nativity. You will get everything and everything from nativity. Staying? No, no, no. If you are a person of color, if you are a minority, it is not for you. My son, he is the same color as me, and he was the blackest one there. Wow. Um, his first year, he was called a N-word over and over and over and over until he beat the kid's ass in the locker room. <laughs> and he probably got the kid, right? he, he did not. Do okay. you think this, this mother is an advocate for everything, even including that? <laughs> you will not call my kid the N-word. You will not come to school with a Confederate flag and then think you will not. I will beat you up my damn self. <laughs> I am not the one. So um, we let Eamon make his own choice. We did not... Um, you know, I let him, if he wanted to go to Stang, he could go. He went on the tours. He went, he met with Coach Golden. Coach Golden wanted him so bad. But Eamon was like, absolutely not. Absolutely. They complained about everything. Malik's shirt came out of his pants. They complained. Malik's tie went like this. They complained. His hair was too long. They complained. He cut his hair. It was too radical. Everything the kid did, he complained. So we let Eamon make his own choices at Volk. He loves it. We did a pandemic. He failed. Pandemic. pandemic. How do you feel about the remote learning? Yes, he failed. When they went back to school, he's got hundreds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Zoom learning is not for everyone. Uh, Zoom learning is not for all children. No. Amen is not a Zoom children. Uh, He is not a Zoom child. He needs a child is so accessible for them. Yes. I mean, he has a, he literally has, he's a gamer. So I'm sure he was just waiting, like crunching down, waiting for like the computer to be like, ah. So (laughs) now he's at school. We that with our boys. Yeah. Now he's at school. He's passing. I'm so thankful for so, school being back on. My son, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he runs the shipyard one day because Lord knows how long I'll be able to swing a five pound hammer. <laughs> I know, right? That's it. But I'm, I'm thankful for the trade school. I mean, if not every kid can go to college, it's not for everyone. Not everyone is a studious child. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. super thankful for Volk. He's at Volk. Um, I have custody of my niece. She is at Diamond. We're trying to transfer over to Volk and she loves Diamond also because she also doesn't she doesn't think that she's going to go to college either. So we're trying to get her transferred over to Volk because I now have permanent custody of her. So we're trying to get her transferred over to Volk. Um, but yeah, like I, I am to an advocate for the trade school, like because like Charlie says, not everybody can hack the um college and just like melissa said not everybody can afford to come out and after four years with a hundred thousand dollars of debt because yeah the, mm-hmm. all these kids they do want to go to these prestigious schools and it's not feasible to so have. much of a disservice to our state schools yes to our community colleges you know it was just so many times like oh just bcc and i was like do you know how many kids like get in but don't actually get to complete it go 
Right. You know, or yeah. finish. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, yeah. my oldest girl, she went to a community college. She didn't want to actually go to a full four year. She's thinking about the end debt. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so wise because why do you want to come out of college and have all these bills when, like, more than likely you're going to have to live on your own and have bills anyways? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, ladies, I go ahead, Melissa. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I think that, you know, just we as a society, like, we, we, we set this prestige up for these names and for these. And I mean, I, I mean, I, my undergrad is from UMass Dartmouth. My master's is from Boston University. Um, I did the off-campus program. So my off-campus professors were from the on-campus, but it was at a reduced rate because it was off-campus. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, and even at the university, you know, at the state school, like we had very prestigious professors who would come from these elite schools that were teaching at the state school. And I was getting the same education for a fraction of the cost. Um, right. Wow. And so just really... You know, I think p- parents making sure that we do our homework and that we do our research um, and supporting and, you know, just teaching our kids financial, you know, like go, it goes back to the, when you mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, financial responsibility or right? like financial classes or taxes and, you know, insurance and different things like that, like teaching them adult skills. Right. Oh, I yeah. think they need that yeah. over like anything else. I think they need to learn that first before they can do anything else. Okay. Right. I'm very big on that with our kids. Right. Right. The um well I took up probably an hour and a half of your time and I'm really I really, really cherish this time. I'm really happy to be here. Um and I wanna invite all of you again at any point that you wanna come back on here. But like uh, um what I leave with everyone is a just simple question. Who would you like to see? on this segment or the really charlie podcast you can name one person two people but we're going to start with melissa um i think you'll get a kick out of having a conversation with my son cameron costa of course yes i'm gonna uh, definitely do that well i already said my two people one of them you already uh, She's she's gonna cost me money next time though. She already oh. said that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, Nicole, who would you like to see on here? Um, I want to see Michelle because I want to hear her say in real time, "Really, Charlie." <laughs> yeah. I, I I record her all the time, but you know she. We're gonna get her on. Yeah, I want to see her on real time on the Really Charlie show. Yeah. What you say, That's Stephanie? Oh, we have to. We have to see the person who actually made the name up. I, I said that you. Yeah. I can see a couple of pictures that you have taken, and she got the Really Charlie really face. Charlie. <laughs> really Charlie. Yes, yeah. we gotta get that face. <laughs> yeah. So we'll. Well, uh, I'll try my best. You know, I'll work my magic. Okay. Romina, who would you like to see you know, on Flowers it? work, Charlie. Flowers and strawberries work when you're going to ask. I give her everything. But I'm saying, She's spoiled. Gonna go up to her with him, like, you know, will you be on my show? I, I, give, I, <laughs> I, I give her everything. Them tan lines, ask her. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so for me, I have to say um, Frank and Dolores. Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> that I'll actually put all three of them on there. And Ray. Oh, that and would be Ray. classic. That would be classic. And but wait, wait a minute. Ray got a new phone from somebody, state, whatever. He's having problems with his Samsung, so I tried to do it electronic, help him out, give him some guidance. That was like pulling teeth, you know. So, and Dolores, you know, she's probably just a step above him. So I don't know. Unless you want to be their tech technician, you're gonna to have to go to their house, put set them, them up so we get them on a really jolly podcast, yes. you know. So well, why don't you I, I would, thank you I would so much, it. Charlie, for this opportunity. It's been great. Yes, thank, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> thank you. Well, it was nice well, meeting you. Charlie, I'll be seeing you. Ladies. Nice meeting yes. you all. Yes. Real quick, Charlie yeah. had asked me one time um, the other day, he said, what do you think about having people on that you don't know opposed to people that you know? I think it's nice both ways, but I just met three ladies that I never knew. That was cool. Yeah. I, I think it works out no matter awesome. what. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Thank you, Melissa, it, uh, for all you do. <laughs> thank you yeah. all. Thank all of you. Thank all of you. You're, you're wonderful, beautiful. Nice to meet you, beautiful ladies. Beautiful women, and please. Same, likewise. Empowered all women, right. empower women. Take care. Yes. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> thank Bye, you. Ladies. Bye, ladies. Take Bye. care, everyone. Bye, Love you guys. Love you too. Bye -bye. Love you. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. That was uh, some very, very, very um, great cast. Great panel. Um, definitely a lot of intellect there. You know, they, they're doing their thing. And it, and just like they talked about, women empowering women. You got to do it. You got to stay together, stick together, um, and try to help out each other. You know, they, they talked about cancer and cancer treatments. You know, uh, talking about, you know, mental health and self-help, all that stuff. Those are great, great conversations. And that's what I like about the beauty salon segment. It's because those those conversations do come up. And um, so I have to thank all of you for the comments, for the attention, for listening and viewing the Really Charlie podcast, this beauty beauty salon segment it was great and i look forward to doing another segment soon um as next week uh, we may have two of them and and on a friday i'll be in fall river on the i'll be with mike heron on the mike heron uh podcast city interviewing durfee's all american um and talking to him about a few things sports life whatever you know whatever it comes to mind we're going to talk about it you all know mike heron's going to say it like it is he's transparent and um can't wait for that interview so thank you thank you very much god bless everyone and uh if you need me give me a holler send me an inbox message whatever
but you'll find the Really Charlie podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Take care. Have a great, great night. Thank you again.